spin-offs and the Global Cosmopolitan Club. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of the Ordinary Maverick. This is Ajay, your host, an ordinary maverick sharing real life thoughts and experiences and maverick tips. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so and you'll not miss another episode. As a family, we have lived in 5 continents, 8 countries and across 17 cities moving 28 times collectively. Life has taken us from our home country in India to Papua New Guinea, South Africa, Nigeria, the United States of America, United Kingdom, Ireland and Jamaica. Let's also recount the cities starting from the ones my wife and I grew up in that's Mumbai and Sagar and then together kept moving as a family with our daughters and joined by our two dogs at some point through Delhi, Port Moresby, Pretoria, Kingston, Birmingham, West Lafayette, Buffalo, Glasgow, Minneapolis, Austin, Limerick, Dhaka, Abuja, Gurgaon and now Seattle. Quite a list ah. Huh? Along this journey we picked up traits, experiences, tons of friends and an even greater thirst for exploration and connections than when we started off. Little did we realize that we were developing the qualities of what's kind of known as the global cosmopolitan mindset. Yes, it's a term that was put together by Linda Brim, a professor of organizational behavior at INSEAD and who further wrote about it in her book titled Global Cosmopolitans: The Creative Edge of Difference. As described in the book, the term global cosmopolitans refers to a talented population of highly educated, multilingual people that have lived, worked and studied for extensive periods in different cultures. Obviously, while they all have diverse starting points and experiences, but through their life's journey, their views of the world and themselves are profoundly affected by both the realities of living in different cultures and their manner of coping with challenges that eventually emerge. In today's dynamic and changing world, having global cosmopolitans in your company and businesses and the place of work has shown to be hugely beneficial. These cosmopolitans are successful because they understand when to act locally and when to act globally, and they bring this into their work too. Let me share some examples of companies that have done that so well. Let's take the popular food chain McDonald's. Go to one of their outlets in India and you'll find interesting adaptations for the Indian customers. There's the Makalu Tikki burger and the chicken tikka masala, done especially for the Indian market. In fact, we have had so many friends coming from overseas who have gone into the local McDonald's and have been amazed by the menu options and they just love the tikki burger. but look for the same menu options in perhaps the european outlets and you may not find it fantastic example of global to local don't you agree the company learned early on although there were some disasters along the way but ultimately was able to adapt and sustain itself in a foreign market this is despite the fact that burgers are definitely not the go to indian snack or fast food option but it's soon becoming so 
Such is the popularity built over the years. We've also seen this with the pizza companies in India who have tailored their menus to the country and you have chicken tikka masala pizza for example on the menu. Of course, the entire history of chicken tikka is another story by itself. It's not a traditional Indian dish, but that's for another podcast. So coming back to being a global cosmopolitan, there are many experiences we can share as we have adapted to new environments. But let's take the one with regards to living options. Now, each time we moved, house hunting was one of the first priorities. Initially, this was so stressful, but over the years, we became better and better at it. It wasn't easy, I must say. Renting homes in different cities in India initially and then across different continents and countries was a whole different ball game. Everything differs right from how you find a place, then the procedures, the landlord and tenant responsibilities, etc. etc. One needs fast adaptation as finding a place to stay is key to settling down. One thing I must say, all the houses we have rented and or bought, we have had the best experiences. Perhaps it's a case of one meets and interacts with people the way one is. <laughs> okay. But seriously, we have always had good relationships with, uh, you know, our landlord and some of them became close friends over the years. And all of them were super helpful and kind and helped us navigate some of that initial tough period in a new country by sharing resources and tips. We have been very fortunate in this regard. But you know what? Finding homes ever so often and in such diverse settings has made us as a family hone our skills in a way that's given us clarity in what we like and what we don't. We are also able to adapt to the situation and go with what will best suit us in that circumstances, uh, essentially negotiating and navigating through any roadblocks along the way. My wife and I see this now as our girls found their places to stay as they moved out to study and then work in a different continent all by themselves. Crystal clear in what they want and zeroing in on the places that they know will work out. To be honest, little did we realize that all these moves and experiences were all adding up to the key qualities seen in a global cosmopolitan person and a global cosmopolitan mindset. The book I referred to earlier describes this in detail. The author shares that a global cosmopolitan possesses rare and tremendously valuable perspectives. Typically, they are well-practiced at integrating ideas and behavioral norms from their various home cultures and are natural learners and opportunity spotters. Isn't that what is needed today? Opportunity spotting. I love those two words. It captures a core essence that's needed for success today, whether in your professional life or in a personal one. One just needs to have that open mind and ability to spot and tease out opportunities. It seems that global cosmopolitans develop this uncanny ability well. There are some other key qualities too that are included in the global cosmopolitan mindset like building bridges between contexts due in large part to the learning mindset they have. 
Interestingly for them, because of the uncommon complexity and change they experience, they are able to use their mindset alongside the skill set that's also developed and complement these to stand out uniquely in their problem-solving approach. There's something known as, uh, you know, cognitive flexibility, which helps in altering previous beliefs thoughts or habits to address radically changing situations. And this skill helps people to draw on knowledge learned in a different context, enabling one to see new patterns and solutions and develop strategies in the face of new and unexpected conditions. Another key quality is adaptiveness and knowing what to do and how to find out what one doesn't know. And of course, resilience, not falling apart when something doesn't go as per plan, but just rolling up your sleeves, figuratively speaking, and getting down to solving the problem. And of course, there are the spin-offs, right? We never planned our joining this global cosmopolitan club. But as our life progressed and different opportunities came our way, we just kept going. Guess, you know, it's uh, also the maverick way, right? Well, one of the biggest spin-offs was the experiences our daughters had while growing up. And of course, a completely hands-on way of adapting and problem solving. This showed up in many ways in our home. When you think of it, they seem small experiences, but adding up, one can see how the global cosmopolitan mindset has sort of crept into us and we are all a part of the club now. Our girls were small, just in their early teens, and we had been in South Africa a few months. On one occasion, I was not in country and my wife was traveling for work and our girls were home alone with our live-in maid and an au pair. Our dog, who was a puppy at the time and some months old, got stung by a bee. It was an emergency as her head started swelling up and the poor dog was panicking in pain. Our younger daughter called the veterinary hospital while our older one tried calming our dog. The hospital told my daughter on hearing about the situation that this was a medical emergency and if the dog wasn't brought in immediately, she would die. Such an extreme answer. And our daughter, who was just 13 years old, was like, Oh gosh, what do we do? There's no way to reach the hospital at this time so quickly. Thinking together, our girls reached out to our neighbors whom we had not met till then and shared the situation. Immediately, our kind neighbor came over and gave our dog some anti-allergy medicine and within minutes, the situation was under control. The swelling started subsiding in a few minutes and our dog was calm and happy and running around as if nothing had happened. Later, when my wife reached home and the situation was recounted, she was amazed to see how the girls responded without panicking and just working their way through solutions. They couldn't reach her at the time as she was on the plane flying back and so just took action thinking that the neighbor would know what to do given that they have a dog too and they might have faced a similar situation, which was absolutely right. We still speak of it in our family sometimes and feel proud that the girls defaulted to action mode and thought through options in a difficult and unusual emergency situation in a new country. During the course of my work, I've come across many situations in projects where we reach a stumbling block and it's interesting to see how the reactions come forth. Some panic, some get angry, 
some just complain while there are those that just take it in their stride and find solutions and fellow mavericks the solutions found in the face of adversity always takes you forward come to think of it this podcast series was put together during a very difficult time yes the pandemic as a family we were in different places spread across four continents having to deal with the intense pressure at work but also navigate ourselves individually depending on the local rules of lockdowns and uncertainty it was one of the biggest tests we have faced as a family and the longest we have gone without seeing one another over the two decades of moving around countries but we have still ensured we met every 3 to 4 months made the effort come what may and then with the pandemic we were helpless like so many others across the world well out of the difficult period came the podcast we found a way to keep connected while putting the podcast together and well can't quite believe it but we are soon getting to our 2 year anniversary of this podcast series we have loved putting it together see the global cosmopolitan mindset always adapting finding solutions knitting patterns together and reinventing and reenergizing lives so two things if you do get the opportunity join the global cosmopolitan club never mind your age it's never too late Enjoy the chance to live and experience different cultures and contexts whenever and however they come your way. The second best thing, make friends with the global cosmopolitans. It's true. Interacting with people from the GCC, that's the Global Cosmopolitan Club, will make you see a bit of life through their lens. And believe me when I say it's exciting. Do keep writing your comments and sharing your feedback at theordinarymaverick@gmail.com and follow me on Instagram #theordinarymaverick. I love hearing from you. This is Ajay signing off and wishing you have an amazing day and a super amazing year. Keep well, stay safe. Credits. This podcast series was put together as a team effort from the Bhardwaj family. Concept, design, title, researchers and reviewers. Ajay, Sanjana, Avantika and Niharika Bhardwaj. Script, Sanjana. Cover design, Niharika. All rights reserved.